In the wake of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, as the Taliban lashes out at Afghans who cooperated with American forces, hundreds of thousands of people have been frantically fleeing the country. Some are coming to Houston, which is among the United States' top cities for refugee resettlement. We're talking today with Jida Nabolsi, CEO of Amana Refugee Services, and with Tamana Guri, who in August fled Afghanistan with her mother, sister, her brother's father-in-law, and two sisters-in-law, one of whom was pregnant. It's Wednesday, December 8, 2021. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Thank you both for being with us, Tamina and Jida. Tamina, before the U.S. withdrawal, what was your life like in Afghanistan? Actually, we have a normal life there. Uh, we were a military family, like uh, my brothers work in military with the uh, American soldiers. And also I work with my sister and we, we were good and normal family. Tamina is 24 years old. She got her Spanish literature degree from Kabul University and after that worked a bunch of jobs as a revenue intern, a data entry operator, even a Spanish teacher and translator. She and her family arrived in Houston September 6th, and now she and seven other people are living in an apartment in southwest Houston. Tamina, what happened after the U.S. withdrawal began? Uh, when Taliban came, we were a military family, and in the it was danger for us. You know, the situation... And now what's going on in Afghanistan? So they're killing all of the uh, militaries one by one. Uh, and uh, we we just wait for the some uh, opportunities to leave Afghanistan. Tamina's brother's military contacts told him to bring the family to the Kabul airport. Each day brings growing desperation at Kabul International Airport's perimeter wall. Thousands of Afghans desperate to get out, some seen chasing a U.S. military plane as it was taxiing for takeoff, climbing onto the plane. Tamina, her mother, and sister-in-law were flown to the Middle Eastern country Qatar, where they stayed 13 days. From there, refugee agencies sent them first to Philadelphia and then to a New Mexico refugee camp, where they stayed 20 days. Usually, from there, a refugee agency would assign the family a city in which they'd be resettled. But in Tamina's case, her brother helped them leave camp sooner. Tamina, how did your family choose Houston? Uh, we decided to, to choose some good place to uh, live. And the Houston was the best choice for us because it's a, a big city with the money possibilities and uh, different people, different cultures here all is together. My my brother support us mm-hmm. to get out of the camp and start our life here. But after that we applied for some benefits and, and we received some supports from other agencies. One of those agencies is Amana, where Jida is CEO. Jida, that is not the standard process, right? Refugees don't usually choose the city where they settle? No, refugees do not get the choice uh, to decide where they want to go. They are placed and they are assigned by the resettlement agencies. Um, So they are typically background checked for embedded through the State Department. 
They go through several background checks to vet to make sure that there is no issues. They're again, vetted in the field. And then um, they are given a loan that they have to pay back to the government. Families can come here and then they are placed with a resettlement agency, which will give them a short-term support. So what does Amana do exactly? We focus on immigrants and refugee youth and women. We are here helping people who are already in Houston um, with long-term solutions. So what does it look like when a typical family that you're helping gets here? What, what is their level of you know, shock? How long have they been waiting to get in? What does their world look like? Where are they? Right. And, and everybody is different depending on the background of, you know, specifically our new Afghan allies who have been resettled here in Houston. It is very traumatic. Uh, it was very instantaneous. So there was no time to do anything. There was, you know, a lot of things had to just be skipped and they come here. And, you know, when we found out in August this happened, Amana, among with the resettlement agencies, were in talks about how we can partner together to provide the most support. Uh, because there was no government funding at the time. There were no benefits available to many of the incoming allies. And it was a big problem and a cause for concern for all of us. So because these traumatized families were just absolutely. landing here with no safety net. Absolutely, there was no safety net. And so Amana stepped in and said, all right, we're, we have a budget dedicated to our Afghan allies who are coming here and we're going to support them. But even then, that is still a short-term solution if they don't have public benefits or access to other support agencies to be able to help them. Is that kind of support there now? Has it, yes. is it in place? Okay. Yes, and we're happy to say that uh, okay. we have found out that all Afghan allies will be given public benefits and will be given some level of support. In September, when Tom and his family got to Houston, they had nothing, or fairly close to nothing. They had one mattress, some borrowed sheets, and some food that her brother provided. So, Jita, what did Amana do in Tamana's family's case? We've been able to support her and her family in terms of grocery stipends to make sure that they do have access to food and household items to make life more comfortable for them and medical appointments. Jita, how many families does Amana plan to settle? Um, we have the capacity right now to do almost 160 families. So we've received to date about 100 families that we're working with, and it's definitely a big load to handle. Like many refugee families, Tamina's family needed medical attention. Her sister-in-law was pregnant, and Tamina had an urgent dental problem. Uh, you know the about the uh, health situation in America. It's uh, very difficult to have some appointment without any health insurance. And the, um, the important thing that Amana did at first, it was to making a, an appointment for my sister-in-law because she is pregnant and we didn't test her uh, up to getting in America. So yeah, they made that, that and we uh, we really appreciate that. And after that, my tooth was <laughs> very in bad situation. Oh. Uh -huh. Also, they made that appointment also. How different is the United States from your life in Afghanistan? Totally different uh, because uh, in Afghanistan we were, we had some limited and uh, a little bit different life, uh, but here is totally different, and we can make our future. 
let's close by talking about something that you're loving in Houston right now. So, Jita, what a, what are you enjoying? What makes you happy? Uh, I am ready for the holiday season and to just kind of unplug, enjoy the season, and, you know, just be with the family. Oh, that sounds good. And Tamina, what about you? I'm with my family. We are safe. It's the important thing. And also, I made some, uh, make some friends. Uh, also, looking for and scheduling to do something for my future because I'm new here and lots of things to learn. Oh, all right. Thank you both so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. To learn more about Amana, check out the link in our show notes. Now it's time to talk about the news in Houston. We're with producer Farrell Gibbs. Farrell, what is going on? Well, we have an update on a story from earlier this week. Do you remember Justin, the plumber, as he is now known, who found several... Oh, Lakewood Church, right? Yes. Found the envelopes in the walls of Lakewood Church filled with money and checks, reportedly from that $600,000 burglary back in 2014. Oh, yeah. How could I forget that? He found these envelopes and uh, he turned it in. Okay, well, today, just a few hours ago, he was given a $20,000 oh. reward by Crime Stoppers of Houston. Okay. And initially, Lakewood had put the $20,000 out as a reward through Crime Stoppers of Houston back in 2014, but nobody came forward. So eventually, they just moved that $20,000 to a donation for Crime Stoppers Houston. But now, Crime Stoppers of Houston came forward, gave him the $20,000, and wished him and his family a wonderful holiday season. Hallelujah. That's it for today. If y'all like what you hear, please, please give us lots of stars. We need the stars. We're a new, tender little podcast, and we need people to find us. Speaking of being new, we have just gone to five days a week. So look for us in your podcast catcher tomorrow. We'll see you then. Till then. Bye. I have green squigglies, Farrell, so I haven't made that mistake yet. Well, not today. <laughs> <laughs>